This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And we're super pumped because this week we've got the one and only Christina Castellina. She's the good life property investor and she's going to have a lot to say about the human side of property and her journey. And I mean, literally, I follow this girl on Instagram, keep up with her and I I can't keep up with her because there's just so much (laughs) happening. So Christina, over to you. Who are you? Oh God! Um, so that, that, but just by the way, that's the easiest question you're going to get asked today. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, who are you? Yeah, like that's quite a big. Like, who are you? And I'm like, where do I go with this? I'm a mum. Like, I'm, I'm 34. I'm What's your star sign? I'm, I'm actually a Leo the Lion, which you can probably tell. <laughs> um, I'm from Blackpool, but I've lived everywhere. Um, do you know it's like I've. And I am a full-time property investor. I started uh, seven, eight, I actually haven't got a clue when I started, 2013. So what's that, seven years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago, I went wow. to a property seminar and got sold loads of property courses. Oh, you're one of them. Uh, one of us, we did the same. <laughs> did you do it as well? Yeah, we've all, all been us. there. <laughs> Handed over my life savings and thought, I'm going to be a millionaire because I'm investing in myself and um yeah that's like how I started seven years ago when I was 26. Wow (laughs) good age to start that's a great age to start because you've got your head screwed on haven't you at 26 but you're also quite young like it's quite actually looking back it's quite nice because I did have my head screwed on in some in a way but I was also very naive which is good because I like I was so green that whatever they told me I just genuinely thought oh, well, it's that easy, that, that's it, I'll just go and buy those HMOs and everything will be grand. And I didn't have any, like, yeah, no, I don't know. No, no cynicism, no, Not yeah, no self-doubt. It's like, oh, I'll just no go do it. I was just mm. like, oh, well, it must be real because they've said. So, like, <laughs> what, do you so, have what, what was it that made you go to the seminars and sign up to the trainings in the first place? What, what was in as, as a 26-year-old? Yeah, so I was a bit obsessed with Rich Dad Poor Dad. So I, uh-huh. I thought I was going to meet Robert Kiyosaki. In <laughs> Have you ever I'm met totally him? I'm disappointed. <laughs> At a free event in Leeds, I thought it was going to be the Crown Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? Where's Robert? Is he here? Is he on, here? A, on a Wednesday afternoon, I was like, you know, I'm going to go and meet Robert. So I'm going to date today. <laughs> So I just walked up there and I was like horrified that I had this like American man instead that was shouting at me, making me run to the back and pay a thousand pounds for a three-day course. (laughs) That is so funny. I love it. Obviously worked. Yeah. Well, that, and then, and then like, again, I just, everything he said, I was like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to buy loads of houses using other people's money. Why, why would I not do that? This is, and I'm just going to get loads of money out, money in, money out deals. Cause there must be loads of them everywhere. <laughs> They're showing these like incredible deals. So that's just what I'll do. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant. 
Oh mm. my god. That's amazing. That's amazing. Did you have, did you ever get to meet Robert Kiyosaki? Was he in Leeds that? at any point? No. Surely seven years later. Never came to Leeds, never came to Liverpool. How oh, disappointing. What an asshole. <laughs> we missed him when he was in Blackpool then. Not I know, he didn't bother coming round. Robert, if you're listening, come and meet us. Christina's waiting for seven years to meet you. Come on, she'll have up for. Oh, I enjoyed that. That's really Love good. It. Oh, so, 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 Christina, let's uh, bring it back, back to order. So what does the human side of property mean to you? So I would say it's like, I would say it's like the day-to-day living it really, rather than the actual houses and properties themselves. I would say it's like the, the, the what it's like to be a property investor and the emo- maybe the emotional side of it, perhaps. Yeah, it is emotional, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I find it's quite boring at times, to be oh, honest. Yeah. In fact, my husband, as we speak, is on the phone to SSE because I'm like, I'm not dealing with this shit. <laughs> but, and that's just... There. Like, I'm so yeah. done. I'm so done with speaking to you. Because like, he, he's like, he's gone part time. And the agreement is, he's going to help out with property. And he says, I'm not very good at outsourcing. So now I've realised I'm just giving him all the shit I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> so you're outsourcing <laughs> it to him? <laughs> You've become very good at outsourcing like, now. Well, why, um, why, do, why do I have to do this? Because it's an easy, because he's like, it's an easy job, isn't it? I'm like, it's such an easy job. And he's like, so why am I doing it? And I'm like, because I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, God, especially utility bills. Oh, God. Yeah, I think, yeah, utility companies are the, probably the worst bit of property investing, uh, Mm -hmm. especially if you have to put them in and then deal with them. Like, uh, we just had um, some issues with utility companies and brokers and you know dealing with stuff you know we've been moved between contracts and signed up for stuff without any information and it's just like what is going on yeah. and uh, you know we're constantly looking for an easier solution to utilities but even the the ones which say they're the easy solution it always comes with strings attached. No, because the problem is once you transfer from one to another, there is going to be a problem. Like I've just been chased for a bill, an outstanding bill on a property I purchased back in 2017. I'm like, are you having a fucking laugh? If you couldn't get your shit together between yeah. now and then to kind of chase me for it, why should I be paying you? Three years later, jog on, pal. Frankly, <laughs> yeah. you missed the bow. I don't oh. property anymore. Do one. <laughs> I've had the I've had the legal department. I've been threatened. I'm like, yes, yeah, like three hundred quid, dude, which was wrong. <laughs> it was the wrong amount. So, so we were having a nightmare, right, with them um, with broadband in our holiday flats because we've got six. And for some reason, I just I don't understand it. It's in. It's pretty much town centre. It's on the promenade, right? It's not in the sticks. But the Wi-Fi has got these like black zones where it just doesn't work, it just won't work. And then it logs you in, logs you out. And now it's a massive problem where every single guest is saying, the Wi-Fi is logging me out. Like it's, it's, a, it's a definite thing. And they just won't admit there's a problem. And I'm like, mate, can I just go to booking.com and read our reviews? Because it's the only negative thing that they're saying, but every guest is saying it. So sort it out. And they're just not asked. Mm. oh that's a nightmare especially in that industry we're like in a contract with them but they're not and then as well so we had i'm like going off on one now but we had had them like this they finally sent an engineer out the first week we opened and he moved he moved the he moved like the the box thing and changed it all about did you know put a few extra things in and then he ran the speed test right and he actually said to my face he was like he said 
it's good this year you'll you'll have no problems and I said all right he said it's not the speed you're paying for uh it's not quite as good as the speed you're paying for but because of coronavirus we don't need to do anything about that but the man was there right the man was there and he had his machine I don't know what the hell he was doing but he had his machine and he actually said to me uh yeah we're allowed to leave it like this because of coronavirus I was like mate you're already here like you've all, and he went, he went, Just the best thing to it. do is once Corona's done, um, which is probably going to be 2030, um, <laughs> ring us then and then you might get what you're paying for. Like, oh, well, that's good to know. I'll just, I'll just keep paying for something for the next 10 again, years. Corona, <laughs> coronavirus is like the flu. It's like when the flu's finished. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was so when there's no more flu, then yeah, we'll, we'll double your internet speed. Yeah. I just, I can't get my head around it and why it's such a problem for him. Cause he's already there. He's already left the house. He's already there. And yeah, I just, it blew my mind. So, but he was like, but it's good enough. Have you found this, like, generally, like, solicitors, builders, like, there's been a whole kind of, like, we can't because of corona. <laughs> it's just, no. It's basically an excuse for everyone to be really shit. 100%. Mm. And lazy. It's brought out the laziness of people. Yes. It's making me really dislike people that I used to quite respect. It's just making me, like, go, oh, it's just so irritating. Yeah. yeah. Every, because everything's now, like, yeah, couldn't, couldn't, um, couldn't get those materials, but and then there's, there are some things which I'm like, I tell you, yeah, I get that, I understand. But then there is actually now just a new wave of like, just people just can't be arsed working. But it has, it has a knock-on effect though. So if we've got a suppliers and our suppliers are not giving us what we need because of COVID or Corona, um, and then so we're having to peddle out that same excuse to you know, our clients and um, investors and they stuff and say, well, actually, we can't get that. Uh, we can't meet that time because our suppliers are lazy and and doing this and banks are lazy and taking twice as long and solicitors are going on holiday and um, having to self-isolate and uh, (laughs) especially on the solicitor side because they keep saying things like oh we're having to work remotely now yeah but your job doesn't mean you have to physically be like literally pushing paper like it's it can be sent you can do all of this remotely like your Mm -hmm. line of work is ideally set up for a pandemic so you know i think that the the people that are going to come out of this um really well are those that have managed to sort their systems out or have already got the systems in Mm -hmm. place so um it's gonna it's, it's like the meteor when it came and you know took out the dinosaurs yeah, yeah. Exactly. so that's exactly what corona is it's, it's coming and it's getting rid of the dinosaurs people that actually need to wake up and look at look at the world we're living in right now and yeah. how things can be done and a lot more effective and efficiently than um, ever before so yeah i think um yeah solicitors are one of those industries where corona i hope is shaking them to the core oh. go, yeah people are not going to stand by and accept the way that it has been done um it can be done better and digitally, why and is digitally. everything on paper? Why in this day and age? Why? Oh yeah, I've, I've I had a delay on a refinance because um, my uh, paperwork got lost in the post. Just I can't even. It's twenty twenty, people. Come on. No. My my last. So I I had two refinances going through through credit. So so luckily, actually, both valuations were done just before. So one one valuation was like absolutely fine, uh, more than I expected, and then the second one they downvalued by 10 grand um, because Corona was like now making headlines and literally a week later we went, we went into lockdown but it took four months 
from when I started the remortgages to actually get the cash four months. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> ridiculous. We're going through several at the minute and it's just painstakingly slow. Yeah, I'm starting one now. I'm starting a commercial one for the six holiday flats and actually it's making me feel a bit sick. <laughs> Like, well, if it's if it's with um, the, one of the only banks that is doing commercial stuff, won't say the names because we do actually quite like them, but they're just probably about twice as um, slow as they were before. So they normally have a, like a two or three day turnaround. They're about six or seven days now to respond. To... Eight, eight days, apparently. Eight days. Was eight days. Yeah. What, that's their SLA now on, on the, standard? So, well, no, it's not their SLA. No, no, just, just, they're to get, just to get to. If, you, if, if, if they're receiving your signed documentation today, they're not going to pick it up for another eight days. Oh my god! So that's their response. So you said I'm not going to get the money then. I'm at till next January. Probably not. But the thing, I mean, I can see. So the lenders, you can tell. I mean, they've been super hesitant and super nervous, and I can understand that. But actually, they're going to do themselves no favors. They've got to get money moving. It's got to get out there. Well, Mm -hmm. that's the only way they can stay afloat, isn't it? They need to lend. That's right. You know. Mm. So I think it's it's not through the lack of wanting to lend. I think, uh, and some of the you know to play devil's advocate. you know, they've probably got staff that are also not necessarily in. And uh, bec- there are only some banks that are lending, which means that all the investors that are, that are out there doing it, they were like, yeah, let's do it. They've all gone to one bank. So the banks are like, yeah, we need to do this. But um, they've now got double the workload, which is why mm. it's taken twice as long. Um, but then they really should be managing that and bringing in the staff to cope. But then if you bring in new staff, you've got to train them up and it's going to take, I, 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 I get it, I get it, but it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's more the, it's the valuer as well. It's their attitude on the day of like, because as well, as is, as is a, it's going to be a commercial bank based on income, but we, we purchased it, we did a big, big refurb, Corona happened, we hadn't finished the refurb and we literally opened in August. And so, I, I'm like going to turn up basically with a couple of months worth of bookings mm. and, and it's, you know, it's they're going to take a view. They're either going to, they're yeah. either going to be very cautious because they don't want to get themselves in trouble. I don't know, but it's, that's, that's the one thing I am feeling a little bit because it's all, it's angel. Okay. Mm-hmm. service in that at the moment yeah it's a big deal isn't it, yeah. it that, i mean i have got an option really where the angels that have lent on this they're, they're pretty chilled and they've got they've got quite quite cash rich and i think you know they'd be happy actually if i said to them will you be the mortgage and i'll, I'll give you the same interest that i'd be giving the bank and we do it for a year yeah they'd probably actually be really cool with it it would maybe buy me some time to then just see, watch what's going on and get some more get some evidence like some income evidence yeah 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 yeah. watching the news thinking please to god don't put a, bat, a travel ban or it's like you know week to week it's like you just don't know what's going to happen by Christmas we're going to be closed again at Christmas you know because you know? well, when we get into the winter months it's going to be more it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to get everything tied up and sealed in the summer. So, or at least in the autumn. So it's... it's funny, isn't it? Like the holiday industry, it's like, you know, it's the one thing we keep talking about this on the podcast that got hit so hard when the pandemic mm-hmm. hit. And then it's become the comeback king of yeah. like all strategies because everyone's staycationing. And then you're like, oh, but there's this little future yeah. risk. Like, you know, it's like, whoop, 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 whoop. So, <laughs> and I don't know what the valuers are going to have, you know, their view on that, you know, if they're going to be bearing all of that in mind but it, you're no, at the between mercy. a rock and a hard place yeah exactly we've, we've got but also, uh, com- I, completely out of our control 100 percent. but also just playing devil's advocate again i you know, totally feel for them because like, how on earth oh. am i supposed to put a value on this because i've got 
very few comparables or i've got i've now got comparables which are highly inflated um do, do can i use that um or do i need to be cautious you know and and so it's it's one of those things that they they're just going well i need to hang my hat on something How, where yeah. can i hang my hat because the last sale was in january and now we're in november so um how are we going to do that and if you don't have rental income it's the same but um yeah we've actually been okay with valuers they've been all right not not done anything too stupid over the last couple of months um got another couple of valuations going on at the moment so uh, again we fingers crossed um that things things are moving forward and if anything, market, it's gonna be I, fine. I, I, if anything i i feel like from, from the stories i've been looking at from the conversations i've been having with fellow investors most valuers have been coming in on point or above I've had a lot of people recently have valuations that have far exceeded what they were anticipating from their valuation packs. And so that's, you know, that's good. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you could have a really positive experience going with that mindset at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I was going to go, I was going to buy originally using bridging and um, so I had pay for a val and everything. And actually, so we, I actually paid for two. The first one, they turned up, obviously took my money, but was like, oh, I can't, I can't value this because I cut two of the flats, don't hit the minimum size criteria to be valued as flats. Right. So then it's, a, it's commercial, even though they're, yeah, they're six within the block. So then the second valuer came out, knowing in advance the situation, but still actually valued based on bricks and mortar and used local comps. So... You sort of, yeah, so I'm hoping actually if they just go, well, we can't really do like a a typical commercial bar because it's just such a crazy time and, you know, um, and they just did it based on actually if this were, if they were all just on ASTs as buy-to-lets and we were just valuing that way, that would work just as well for me. So maybe if they just did that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly what happened to us and one of our big ones. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. So which which again was not what we not we wanted it's something that we can stomach for a while um and then uh, but it's, it's, it's a very similar setup to yeah to what you're doing in um, what is it in hmo or uh it uh so it's a bit of a hybrid so yeah so at the moment it's kind of uh, rented by the flat uh, but eventually will be rented by the room and we're, we're looking at corporate lets so okay. um it so yeah similar to yourself but not not holiday makers more uh, more companies that are uh, kind of looking to rent but um, again we um, uh, yeah it's flats mm. Def yeah. definitely um, value as flats and eventually we're looking for it to be values an HMO but again yeah. that's a strategy which will continue um, into next year because mm. we're in a bit of a planning battle I kind of holding holding my horses here so I don't want to just in case any anyone any um anyone's listening from uh, certain councils <laughs> yes because the chances of that like I don't think I, I know, just have I a feeling think, um, council officers are not listening to property jam just got a vibe just got a just got, got a feel I've got a vibe babe they're not interested. yeah they don't give a, <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a shit Matt they don't give a shit about us no no <laughs> Indeed, so, indeed. Right. So, do yes, you no. have a question for us, Christina? Yes, yeah, a question. So, because I think I think about this quite a lot, actually. So, no, we're now fast forwarding. So, we're all we're all um, retired. Blah blah blah. So, if you Next could choose, year, then. <laughs> um, no, if you could choose between, let's say, like a massive portfolio, but they're buy to let, so they they're pretty straightforward. They're nice. You've got a massive portfolio buy to let, or you could cash in 
and you can have a lump sum of money and you could have the same income but by angeling it out what would you choose oh great fucking question on, I, I, I think about that quite a lot mm. for me um buy to let i think okay i i i would say buy to let's as well because i i don't know i got to just think if you're angeling it out fine but you need to be diverse so could we go half and half well this is where my brain's at well, actually, i want to go half, just, and half. half i'm, I'm going to jump in this i'm going to say i want both so i'm going to yeah. buy all yeah. the money to do yeah. the buy to let portfolio so i'm going to have my cake and then i'm going to with all my money that i'm making i'm going to angel it out yeah so i'm going to have my cake and i'm going to eat it so i'm going to have the same size buy to let portfolio because i've had my life to build it yeah. um and i'll also have the the profits which i can then angel out so yeah uh, uh, so yeah both. So that's that's where my head went, but I I was kind of pinned on fifty fit like I had to go one or the yeah, other. I'd so be, I'd say fifty fifty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes more sense, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Because yeah. the thing is, you've got that asset base, and I just love the idea of having assets. It just gives you that security. They go up in value. You can leverage against them. They're always there. You can touch and oh, feel them, so smell sexy. them. It's just so sexy. It's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> It's when, it's, it's when you're in, in the industry longer so you've been in seven years now so you've probably seen some good uplift in certain assets and you know, we've been doing this five years and we're now starting to see some uplift in some of the stuff and we even in burnley even, even in burnley, burnley. five years later we're starting to see a small increase it's gone up by 0.5 percent couple yeah. of quid yeah yeah i'm the same i'm like there is an increase but actually when you've like if you say if you've got a 10 percent increase but it's across the whole portfolio that's like that's a lot of money that you that's like increased all of a sudden and it feels like it's happened overnight but yeah it, you know no it hasn't just happened overnight it was done very strategically um <laughs> because the man called robert turned up at leeds, leeds and told you a man not called robert turned up at leeds and said this is what you got to do <laughs> i'm still laughing at that that's so good how naive um, so cute. but it got you started though it got you started right got me started i feel like i was tricked but then i ended up like this is amazing it's so good and i have to but say I was going to say, I have to say, your, your, your Instagram is like so good to watch because I think yeah. for us, because we're all about the human side of property. So the whole reason we did this podcast was because the conversations we have are never about bricks and mortar or, you know, the formulas or yeah. all of that stuff. It's always about the crap that went wrong, the funny yeah. stuff that happened, the stuff you yeah. can't talk to your family about. So we put a mic to it. And then, but, you know, your Instagram is all about that. Like, for example, being a mum, a new mum, congratulations again. That's fantastic news. Um, you know, just juggling those life responsibilities with property, with marriage, with living, with everything. You, you definitely embody that and it comes across, which is why I think you've got such a strong struggle. And you were pretty much back out on site like a fortnight later. Seriously, even though, that? I thought that. You were like, yeah, yeah don the hard hat, off yeah. we go. No, I was, yeah. I, was, I still look pregnant. I was still in that swimming <laughs> page. It wasn't nice for anyone to see. It was like, oh, good God, get back in the house. There's a woman walking around with a newborn. Corona V's everywhere. Coronavirus <laughs> was still like a massive thing at the time as well. And I was like, but it was before they'd enforce the, um, the mask. So I was just like wandering around Dunelm with a newborn. Just like, it was this, because I'd been like shut away from the world because it was like, you know, the stage of like pregnant women must shield and all that. So I was sort of like, when it was all at its worst, I 
just hadn't gone to the shops. Like I, did, I missed the whole thing. I had a whale of a time. And so like when I got back out into the real world, Alex was like, Cash, you're too, cl- you're too close. You're too close to everyone. Like you've got to be away. And I was just oblivious to the whole thing. No mask, walking around with a newborn. And he was like this you're going to really, you're going to piss people off. You step away, step away from the old woman. <laughs> like, I've missed it. Like, I've missed the whole pandemic. I've just been at home, really pregnant, had a baby, and then just took him out into the world like nothing had happened. But I had to get high cliff finished. So it was like a massive, yeah, like, I don't want to go there again. I had to go back. I went back to drop some stuff off. What's the day today? The, the day on a Tuesday it was really nice I've not been for a few weeks and it was like I walked in I was like this is nice <laughs> oh oh I like it here I want, and then I like quickly was no it's too soon I want to go home like I'm still <laughs> like I've been there too much with a newborn and I'm, I'm still like recovering from that like massive activity <laughs> so huge and, and, and how old is your little one now he's three months old now three months so um, yeah because we've been through that exact same um scenario so i've got a nine week cold oh so, wow. yeah. yeah man but it's, it's yeah. all easier when they are little because they just sleep and now he's at that age where he's like he's actually awake in the day and i'm like oh god <laughs> now do something I'm with like be a proper mum and play with you and stuff <laughs> <laughs> just get his big brother to do that bit <laughs> I'm like, why are you not sleep? I've got work to do. <laughs> I've got to go to Denelm and get close to our women. I can't entertain you. <laughs> I know. Why are you not asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it's weird because I'm like, it's so hard because I actually, I love to work. So I just, I don't want to work all the time. But then I have massive mum guilt. And then I'm like with the babies and with Grayson. Grayson's two, two and a half. He doesn't stop talking. And so like, he doesn't leave, he's like, doesn't leave me alone when he's at home. He's just like, mummy, what's this? Mummy, mummy, silly mummy. No, mummy, don't worry. <laughs> like just, just doesn't let me off with anything. So then I'm like with them and I can like do that for a little while. And then I have guilt of like my emails coming in and WhatsApp and you know, just it's busy, isn't it? It's so busy. It's really hard to like manage everything like trying to be a good mum and like give myself to them but then also reply to instagram messages where yeah. someone's like i'm new can i have some advice and oh. i'm like oh god no <laughs> i'm still gone no time i don't know what you come back in six months <laughs> It's, yeah, like there's just so so many pulls, and I'm a lunatic. I've started another business, which is online, so it's a lot of like videos and stuff. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know <laughs> why I entertained the idea at all, to be honest with you. But now I'm doing it, and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I actually doing? I don't know. You can't stop now. <laughs> haven't you? Haven't you also got a wedding to plan, or have you already got married? Has oh, that no, happened? we did that in January. We oh, we eloped and did it in January. Oh, well done. So yeah, because I saw you'd got engaged, and I was just like, and then and obviously there was the baby announcement. I was just like, and then I could see you were back on the in the field, and I was like, this woman is busy. <laughs> so busy, and like in a way, I'm a bit ashamed of myself because in lockdown it was really nice, and I kept saying to Alex, I was like, I'm really loving having nothing to do, and I'm, I'm really loving like having nothing in my diary yeah. and not rushing everywhere. And I was like, if there's one thing I want to learn from this, it's to I don't need to be as busy as I used to be, and don't want to be rushing to baby groups and all that shit that's all gone cut that um and so i'm trying to still like 
I'm still trying to balance that of being like not too busy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's it's, like, we're at that reintegration phase, aren't we? Yeah, it's, it's just kind of slowly but surely starting to pick up pace again. Yeah. And before you know it, we'll be back to where we were pretty much before lockdown, unless they put us back in again to lockdown, that is. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I'm annoyed now with? And I've, I've, I haven't missed them at all. It's traffic jams. Oh, my gosh. What's the point? And you know what? In around here they've uh, introduced um, covid bike lanes so um we've now, they've taken a dual carriageway um, around a, a around worthing uh, where there's only a couple of ways to go over the actually there's only really one way to go over the railway track the other ways you have to go and on, on the um what do you call them thing so what the, a level crossing level crossing yep it's a level crossing and because it's the uh, london line the level crossings down every like three or four times an hour oh. so um, you're likely to hit it at some point um so one of the only bridges over um they've taken one of the lanes as a cycle lane and oh. i've never seen anyone cycle in it and i like i'm all for cycling but uh i think you've got to you've got, you got to pick your battles and uh, you know i was having this discussion with the tesco delivery driver. It's one thing i've discovered in lockdown having a baby is just you, know, you got to know the tesco delivery, delivery driver is, is, is amazing <laughs> so um tesco delivery driver was just saying that he was sorry he was 10 minutes late because of the you know getting around um getting around worthing has taken twice as long um and i had to go take the car for, for the mot and i was 20 minutes late for that it's almost missed well did miss my slot and I had to sweet talk him in to get it in but um because yeah so um I do question some of the decisions that um have been made because 100%. Of, um, I missed my gym workout yesterday because I, I normally I walk from my flat to the gym yeah. uh, it's just up the road 20 minutes but I was running a bit late so I got on the bus foolish error because like it took twice as long um, there was bus drama because, you know, oh, you're not wearing a mask. And then it all started kicking off. There was a fight standard on a London bus. Right. And that slowed everything down. You're not wearing mask, so I'm going to fight you, which is going to more likely that I'm going to come in close contact. Exactly. With you. I'm going to contaminate you by touching you and spitting on you. It's like, yeah. And so it was all kicking off on the bus. And then like, and then that slowed everything down because the bus driver refused to leave the bus stop. And then when we did move, there was just traffic jam. So actually I had to text my PT and just like, listen, mate, I'm not going to make it. I'd lost my mojo by the time I actually got to the gym. I was like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> It was so stressful. And I was sitting there going, I'm not going to let this get to me. I'm not going to let this get to me. So I walked home and just thought, and breathe, and breathe. Wow. You got your steps in. Yeah, got my steps in. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Excellent. Cool. So let's start to um, wrap up. Niall, do you want to do some uh, episode roulette? Yes. So I'm going to scroll. I'm going to start scrolling through the episodes, Christina. Um, and you can start stop at any point. And then give us your opinion on that particular topic. So I am scrolling. Licensing, licensing, licensing. Oh, we've come to episode number four, lettings agents. Oh. Okay. Uh, You've got any juice? Yeah, got any any juicy gossip on letting agents? Something scandalous? I haven't got any scandalous experiences at all. All my letting agents have been pretty good that's like the most boring yeah like no all, all fine I love letting agents because it means I don't have to deal with tenants totally <laughs> oh my god it's all about letting agents it's like why are they so shit with HMOs that's the only thing I would say is like letting agents for me are absolutely great with buy to let um yeah. And so I've got, I've got one letting agent who has a lot of our stuff and she owns it and 
she's literally like a workaholic but she tells you all the gossip on everyone but she hates people she hates people because what? she's a letting agent. She hates people. She thinks everyone's a scab, basically. She thinks everyone's like just she just hates the general public. And and she'll like I basically want to get on and off the phone with her as quickly as possible. Because if I stay on the phone too long, she'll start telling about basically like how she thinks all my tenants are drug drug addicts. They're not, but she just hates people so much that she just thinks that everyone is like absolutely disgusting they're all gonna lose their jobs they'll pay but they're very dirty and like you know just like <laughs> always something so I just like she's so negative that I always like just try and like get off really quickly why is she doing that job that's the wrong job it for so many years and she owns the sh- like she owns it so it's her baby but bloody hell she's just done it for so and as well she'll go to me she'll go um she's like she did hmos for me but it was a nightmare and then she'll like say i'll go to it nikki is that street still bad and she'll go oh not as bad as it was because i remember i got stabbed there but um, <laughs> yeah, she drops, yeah yeah she like, drops little bombshells like that and i'm like when were you stabbed and she's like Oh, let me think. 1997, I got stabbed. And then in Blackpool, um, I got stabbed in the arse, actually, by one who says, I wouldn't touch Blackpool. Oh, no. And she says it with such a straight face. I wouldn't. That's why I left Blackpool, because the stabbings were, they're just disgusting. There. Has, she got, has she got like a big sign on her back saying, please stab me? Who, who gets stabbed her twice arse. in their lifetime? these like weird things where I'm like, and I just haven't experienced any of that at all. So I'm just like, okay. And then just, yeah. So she's really interesting. Really. Christina, can I just say, you started this like, no, nah, I haven't really got anything on letting agents. You just told us you're letting agents, you got stabbed in the arse. <laughs> think of that. Like there's stuff like that that, that happens. Yeah. Yeah, that- yeah. I think it's quite, it's really interesting about the, uh, you know, people who've been in property for a long time are very tainted um, by uh, and, and they don't see how areas change so their mind is stuck in the past yeah. and I've seen this with a couple of valuers as well um, where a valuer really knows an area because they've been they've lived there and they they tarnish it with the area's history not how it is not today yeah uh, or where it's going so uh, yeah I, I think there is a bit of um, prejudice um, or, or negative bias um, from people who've been doing it for a long time and just to mm-hmm. add, add to that I had um, a, a lady booking um, uh, an HMO strategy call with me um, ooh, about two months ago now uh, over COVID and um, she was saying well we're doing this refurbishment I'm, I'm an estate agent I'm doing this refurbishment um, on an HMO property and because uh, my, my partner does that and um, we're just wondering whether I should just set up an HMO lettings agency and just manage it for them I'm just wondering how I go about doing that first of all it's kind of the wrong I was the wrong person to really speak to about it but then I just said well um, HMO lettings how much do you know about it she's like well not really we, I just do sales house sales I was like mm-hmm. okay so um, it's a HMO lettings agency you know, it's really it's a calling you do it because you have to like people and you have to, to deal with a lot of people there's a lot of more turnover than you would with other properties yeah and um, I, just, I just I asked her you know do you love dealing with people and doing lettings agent you know being the, I thought the thought of being an agent and she was like no not really I said, mm. don't do it. So that, that phone call, she said, no, nah, not going to do it. I said, the best thing to do, if, you're, if you've got access to investors who are, and your partner's refurbishing your HMOs, um, 
find a really good HMO listings agency and team up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't no. do the job. Um, I, I could see her being doing HMO lettings in about 30 years' time and basically oh. being the, um, the, 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 and getting stabbed in the ass. Getting stabbed, stabbed in the ass woman, yeah. <laughs> stabbed in the ass woman, yeah. <laughs> but on that note, I, 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 we are going to have to start to wrap it up. So thank you so much, Christina, for coming on. Oh, that that so has been. Fun. That Somewhat was really good fun. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> my, two, my, two, my two take homes are you wanting to see Robert Kiyosaki in Leeds on a Wednesday afternoon and you're letting Adrian being stabbed in the ass. <laughs> like just golden. Just the social media campaign around this episode is gonna be absolutely insane. Well it's great when you've got easy content, isn't it? <laughs> and, and hopefully we weren't too informative. I, th- I felt like we were getting a little bit informative and educational halfway through, but I'm glad we uh, we came back to reality with um, knives in buttocks. We so, nipped it in the butt. We did. We stabbed yes. it in the butt. Thank <laughs> you very much. I'm going to say it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs>and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.